This is episode 133 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Today's articles are News You Can Trust and Some Alternative News Options, Lifetime Disaster Assessment, and the Three Most Common Fall Gardening Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Before we get started, just really quick, it looks like Tropical Storm Harvey is going to be hitting the Gulf Coast. Uh, it looks like it's going to, according to the models that I'm seeing, is going to hit Corpus Christi. So if you're in Corpus, it's going to be like a direct hit there, but Houston is going to be on the dirty side of it. And uh, they're saying, uh, according to weather.com, there's going to be a lot of rain that's dropped because it's uh, they, they feel like it's going to be caught between two highs. So it might stall out and just drop a whole lot of rain. And, uh, you know, we've been there before. And uh, I, I know that people in our... Uh, in our area, we, we flooded, and I've talked about this recently, we flooded pretty badly, so that's kind of fresh on our mind. It's been a, a little bit over a year on that. Um, one of the crazy things is that we haven't started school yet. I mean, we start school on Monday, uh, and so, uh, you know, so teachers are getting their, their classrooms ready and all those kinds of things. Uh, you know, some schools around us have already started, but uh, we haven't yet. Uh, I was looking at some of the posts on Facebook, and some of my teacher friends we're talking about going to uh, going to the store during their their lunchtime to pick up some water and some things, and they were already saying that they were out of water. Now, uh, I mean, those of you who know that uh, or who've been listening to me for a little while know that I record this on the night before. So this is the Thursday podcast I recorded on Wednesday night. The good news is that you know with uh, with the grocery stores going bare and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's still the rain's not really supposed to rain and winds not really supposed to hit till like Friday evening, and so uh, the grocery stores have, you know, have another day to resupply and get you know get uh, get all their um, groceries out so that people can go hit the stores again. So this isn't one of those everybody hits the the stores and then it's it's out. So um, that's the good news. People are not waiting till the last minute to. Uh, to get supplies, although in a in a city like Houston, there's a lot of people. A lot of people are going to be wanting to stock up, uh, and so uh, you know, go from there. But anyway, we'll see what it's like. Uh, last time we were supposed to get a big storm, it really came. It was nothing, and uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Uh, hopefully, there's not a lot of flooding and damage and stuff like that. Our first article of the podcast comes to us. It actually comes to us from uh, my personal website, edthatmatters.com. And uh, I wrote an article entitled News You Can Trust and Some Alternative News Options. And actually this was it's a very short article, but uh, a friend of mine turned me on to a new news source uh, for, you know, on TV, actually um, on Twitter and, and YouTube and all those kinds of things. And so uh, I just wanted to put, put together this little, this quick uh, article because um, there's a lot of people out there that are frustrated with the mainstream media. And if you're getting your news from CNN and MSM, uh, or, or yeah, MS, NBC, and then um, even Fox News sometimes, uh, you know, you, you might get a little frustrated with them and you might be looking for something, something different, a ways to get some uh, alternative news. And uh, I don't watch too much TV. 
but when I do turn the TV on, I, I you know, I'm, I am looking at this other news channel that I'm going to talk about here. So let's go ahead and get started. In our fast-paced world, news and information can come at you very quickly. The problem that many people are encountering is that they have to wade through the spin and the news agency that the I'm sorry that the news agency puts on it. For many conservative and patriotic citizens, Fox News has been the go-to place. But many have even started to question some of their commentaries. Actually, commentary shouldn't factor in news except for op-ed pieces, but that is another topic altogether. Alternative news sources are the option that many are gravitating towards. As a result of not trusting the mainstream media, I have tended to rely on alternative news. That is one reason I created the Alt News Hub on Prepper website. It's a page of feeds on Prepper website that some of the best of some of the best alt news sources out there. It is the most viewed page on Prepper website besides the front page. I've also mentioned that I only follow news accounts on Twitter. This is purposeful so I can keep up to date on what is happening. Many times as it happens, I follow all types of news accounts and just remember that they might not spin the news the way I see it. I know thine enemy and all that. Another important source that I've recently talked about on the Prepper website podcast is the app from Suspicious Observers. I don't watch too much TV, but recently a friend turned me on to the One America News Network. From what I have experienced, they do a good job of just sharing the news without all the commentary. Quote, One American News Network is owned by Herring Networks, Incorporated. Herring Networks, Incorporated is a family-owned and operated independent media company focused on providing high-quality national television programming to consumers via its national cable networks. The for-profit company was established in 2004 and has its primary production operations in California and Washington, D.C. End quote. Um, I do have a video here from uh, just kind of like an introductory video from uh, One America News Network. It's a promo. And uh, what I thought was interesting is when you go to their website, of course, it's kind of like their web, their welcome video. Um, it, it said this video uh, is unlisted. And usually what, what is happening is YouTube is unlisting conservatives and Christian uh, YouTube channels. Uh, a lot of them, I'm hearing that there's a lot of them that you're just taking down and they're not able to uh, you know, come back up. The the ones that are, are have a, a big big following and they have a way to uh, for instance like Jan Markell uh, her her video her YouTube channel was taken down but she has such a big following that they kind of made some noise and they you know they brought it back up and there's been others who have done that as well but uh, you know conservatives they're they're targeting conservatives and so uh, they have this thing on there you know this is unlisted so they unlisted them so if you're if you're looking for for them in their search, you're not going to find them. You got to kind of go directly to their YouTube page, and so um, I I do link to their website, and their website links to their YouTube page if you want to do that. I'm also following them on Twitter, and so I see a lot of their posts on Twitter, and uh, you know, following it that way. They they do uh, they do video video posts or whatever. They link to their YouTube channel uh, that way as well. But you can check that out. All right, continuing on. You can check this page to see if you can get One American News where you live. There might not be a perfect news source out there, but it is important to stay aware of what is going on. Things that happen in one part of the country will eventually affect things happening in your part of the country. Don't be blind. 
Are there any new sources that you listen to or watch? Share them in the comment section below to help those looking for a new source. All right, so uh, I have a lot of links here that you can go check out. I mean, definitely, if you've never gone to the Alt News Hub over on Prepper website, go check that out. Like I said, it, it is uh, the second most viewed page on Prepper website. People people are going there and, and getting information. And because it's a feed, um, you know, the main page of Prepper website, the, all those articles are curated. We, we go through all those articles and we put the best up there. Um, the Alt News page, they're feeds. And so they just pull from the, the different websites and the cool thing is that they they uh, they update automatically so you can go in the morning and check it out and see you know if there's anything new there but then you can come back like at noon time and there'll be new articles there or you can come back in the evening and there'll be new articles there and so uh you know there there as well so you can check that out um and i mentioned the app from suspicious observers uh you know some somebody on the on the facebook group had mentioned uh uh, that they that they got it and it was one of the, it was like the best four dollars and ninety nine I think it's four dollars or three ninety nine uh, that they ever spent and uh, I tend to agree I like the you know when I get the alerts I, I definitely go to see you know what that alert is because I have the critical alerts on I don't have every alert on um, but anyway so I, I recently uh, actually today on the Facebook group uh, let everyone know that I'm going to automatically be posting and so this is this isn't something that I'm doing every day this is automatic uh, so I've got kind of like a automatic feed uh, so it's grabbing from suspicious observers and dropping it down on the Facebook group uh, in in the Facebook group and I'm also pulling from full spectrum survival now full spectrum uh, we have done the interview with uh, with full spectrum survival uh, a while back and just haven't been doing just haven't had time to set up interviews recently so we haven't been doing them uh i guess uh or well, yesterday would have been the time that i that i did one for this week but i just haven't had time to set them up uh but uh he does a kind of like a a four five minute quick news brief on all kinds of news out there and a lot of the times it's stuff that you haven't heard and so uh, you can go to his youtube channel i actually have it on my podcast catcher and so I just it updates in the morning and I uh, listen to them while I'm shaving or while I'm getting ready uh, and or if I don't get to you know, while I'm doing that I listen to it on the way to work um, and then you know drop in another podcast or whatever because they're, they're not very long so I just listen and get that information and go but uh, if you are in a, I believe I set everything up correctly but if you are in the Facebook group you're going to start seeing those posts as soon as they uh, they upload a new video and you know 10 minutes after that you should see it uh, on the Facebook group uh, and, and just kind of pop up so if everything works out right you should see suspicious observer and um, full spectrum survival and you can go check those out uh, if you are not part of the Facebook group you might want to go ahead and go do that and uh, uh, you know be a part of that so at least you can there's a lot of people that just lurk and uh you know some some of us have some fun uh you know there's they're holding me to my my uh, sourdough starter thing with the uh <laughs> with the tropical storm coming uh you know i guess i will have some time to maybe start that but we'll see how that goes 
All right, so uh, that's over at Ed That Matters. Like I said, I have a lot of links there for you to go check out. And if you haven't ever, you know, I had never heard of One American News Network. And so, like I said, I don't watch too much TV, but I just never heard of it. And um, But it, they do a good job. I mean, the times that I have w watched them, they do not, you know, fill in with all the commentary and junk. It's just straight news story. And uh, some of you might not realize that my, uh, my degree... Uh, I graduated with double majors. My first degree is in Christianity. My second degree is in uh, media, mass media communications with an emphasis in television productions. Uh, the funny thing is, is that the emphasis uh, really is, it was one class away from uh, television production or journalism. So I have a lot of, uh, a lot of ex I don't want to say experience, but a lot of time in journalism classes and being on the school newspaper and, and, and different things like that. And uh, so when I went to school, it was all hard news. My, uh, my professor was all about hard news and uh, none of the fluff, right? And so when I, see, when I start hearing and seeing all that commentary, it just drives me nuts. I'm like, just give me the facts and that's it. And so I think One American News does a good job of that. Uh, so anyway, go check that out. Next article comes to us from survivalblog.com. Uh, there's a little bit more of a, a longer article here, and it's entitled Lifetime Disaster Assessment. So let's go ahead and get going on this one. Coming to grips with a life-changing event. If you live long enough, you will undoubtedly face a life-changing event. These events are not easy to plan for, and even if you know one is on the horizon, they're always, they always seem to catch you by surprise. I refer to these life-changing events as sentinel events because once they happen, your life will be forever changed. While I've practiced and taught strategic planning and business development in several different industries, including pharmaceutical sales and hospice, rehab, long-term care, senior health care, I have survived several sentinel events in my own life. I generally feel as if I have come through them stronger and smarter because of my struggles. However, no, that wasn't a ringing endorsement of wanting to experience any more of these type of events. Losing your spouse, a child, your parents, or your career are all typical sentinel events that most people have to endure at some point in their lives. I once worked with a woman who had lost both her parents in a car crash as a teenager. She then went on to lose two of her three sons in the Middle Eastern conflict Desert Storm in the early 90s. I can't even imagine how difficult and how emotionally devastating those sentinel events were for that dear lady. She had to be a strong person in order to survive and continue on. Personal Sentinel Experiences In my own life, I have lost jobs unexpectedly. I've also lost both my parents after their lengthy, lengthy illnesses. I had to deal with day after day during their steady decline. I had to do that alone as neither one of my do-nothing worthless siblings ever lifted a finger to help or even offered to help. In your lifetime, perhaps you have been injured in a serious car or plane crash or been the unfortunate victim of a violent crime. Whatever sentinel event has occurred in your life, there are several things you need to think about and make plans to address so you can get your life back on track. A diagnosis or a serious health concern, such as COPD, cancer, MS, etc., are all life-changing sentinel events that people oftentimes have to confront as well. Are you safe? The first thing to take care of is your own personal safety. You aren't much good to your kids, parents, friends, co-workers, and or spouse if you are not in a safe environment. 
You can't be fighting for your life or your safety. So remove yourself from whatever disaster or sentinel event has occurred in your life if you aren't in a safe location. And an, an example of this is someone who is the victim of a violent assault or domestic violence, usually a female. Get to safety first before you do anything else. Providing for your basic needs. This should be easily understood as you will need to be able to provide for your basic needs and those of your children and family. You're going to need shelter, transportation, water, food, and a safe place to dwell. Once you have these items covered, it will be much easier for you to assess what has happened and the steps you will need to take going forward. This is not the time for Monday morning quarterbacking. What is done is done. If it was your fault or mistake that caused it, say a prayer, ask for forgiveness, and move on. Too many people allow themselves to get all twisted up with the shoulda, coulda, and woulda. There will be plenty of time for self-reflection down the road. Right now, you need to concentrate your energy on moving forward with your life, not being paralyzed through analysis of things in the past. Personal SWOT Audit of Your Life Those of you with a marketing or business background will probably recognize the marketing term of SWOT, which stands for Strength, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. Conducting a SWAT audit, pronounced SWAT, S-W-A-T, can be a very valuable tool in assessing your circumstances and making a strategic plan of action. Strengths and weaknesses are internal to your company, your coworker, and in this instance, to yourself. Opportunities and threats are external things that affect you and represent things you need to take into account in any planning session. Strengths. Strengths are things you are good at or skills that you possess. Are you a good carpenter or electrician? Perhaps you possess good communication skills and the ability to organize people and or explain complex ideas or thoughts in a cohesive manner. Strengths can also include things that double as weaknesses if you use them incorrectly. Loyalty is one of those items that come to mind. Generally speaking, being loyal is considered to be a strength, but it should not be given lightly. How many times have you known someone who was steadfast in their defense of someone just to be made a fool of later or when the truth finally came out? I am not advocating not being loyal. I'm just cautioning readers to keep in mind that blind loyalty can be both a strength and a weakness. Strengths can also include supplies, firearms, food storage, and the ability to take care of your needs. Weaknesses Weaknesses are things that you are not good at or skills that you do not possess. For example, I am not particularly good at plumbing or wiring, but I am pretty fair. I'm a pretty fair carpenter. While I could count having carpentry skills as a strength, I would clearly call my plumbing and wiring skills to be weaknesses that I will have to barter out or pay for if my strategic plan calls for rebuilding anything. Other traits that are weaknesses are being impulsive, reticent, or unable to make a decision. Knowing your own limitations are paramount to making a cohesive strategic plan. If your life-threatening changing sentinel event was a house fire or home invasion robbery, losing your firearms and ammunition supplies would be a huge weakness. Opportunities Opportunities are things you can maximize on to improve your situation. For example, you lost all your ammunition in the fire, but one of your elderly neighbors has a reloading setup. Your, op- your opportunity would be to offer a bo- or barter your service of labor to your neighbor, like mowing their lawn, raking leaves, etc., in exchange for the neighbor allowing you to reload some ammunition for your family's defense. 
it is sometimes easy to confuse strengths and opportunities. Just always keep in mind that strengths are internal things and opportunities are external things that you, that you can pursue, acquire, or influence. Threats. Threats are also external and must be accounted for in your strategic planning. In the above scenario of losing your supplies and house to a fire, one of your big threats will be looters sneaking around trying to help themselves to what is left of your life. Other threats on a larger scale might also come into play at some point. If you live next to a chemical plant that has a shaky safety record or is in the ring of fire earthquake belt, you can rest assured this should be considered a threat. I live in a prison town, so there's always the potential for an escaped convict or two. Or, God forbid, the world as we know it ceases to exist as the disaster plan of the state prison system is to just let all these scumbags go free. Marshalling your resources. Finding assistance is, is easier than you might think. Places like the Red Cross, Salvation Army, YMCA, and FEMA are all places you can go. Friends and family can also be of assistance. Just be prepared to have your feelings hurt. In times of trouble, it can be rare for friends and or relatives to come to your aid when there is nothing in it for them. I judge only my past experiences here as there are lots of genuinely good people out there. Hopefully you know some of them. I would also look to apply for any programs from food assistance, rent assistance, Habitat for Humanity, or Goodwill. Goodwill can be a tricky place to find help as it depends on the location. Some Goodwill locations will give you the shirt off their back and others will take the shirt off your back and still and still stick their hands out for more. So, uh, you know, this, uh, this uh, section here in dealing with all the you know, YMCA, Salvation Army, Army, FEMA, Goodwill, Habitat for Humanity. Uh, this is, of course, if, uh, you know, you're, there's not a grid-down grid situation or, or uh, you know, uh, a collapse situation. This is if you've had your own personal SHTF and uh, you can go to some of these organizations. And, uh, yeah, some of these organizations are really great and they, they can definitely help you. Um, so And it does pay to be, like, in a big city. In a city like Houston, you have tons of these places so um you know that's always helpful there if uh, if you are in need all right continuing on get your mind right now that you have survived your sentinel event make sure everyone was safe i'm sorry made sure that everyone was safe conducted a swat audit of your current circumstances and found an, and applied for assistance it is time to get your mind right Life is about 10% what has happened to you and about 90% how you deal with it. I have always tried to live my life by this premise and I believe it to be great advice. The real take home point for me is this. Whatever happened is over and you have survived. Yes, you took some hard knocks and your life is forever changed. Don't waste your time beating yourself up about what you could have done. The past can never be changed, but your future can be greatly improved by focusing your energy on improving your circumstances. Learn from your mistakes and apply that knowledge looking forward, not back. Stay or go. Should you stay or should you go largely depends on what type of support systems you have and what type of sentinel event you're dealing with. If you have more support back home than where you are currently at, making the move back to friends and family can make a lot of sense. I would advise survival blog readers to follow your own SWAT audit as it will help you stay focused on your strategic plan. Making good choices for a better tomorrow will allow you to rebuild your life. 
If you have some type of chemical dependency, drugs or alcohol, you don't need them and they cost a lot of money. They also cloud your judgment and make you lose focus on more important things. If your signal event was getting arrested for committing criminal offenses because you were in the wrong place at the wrong time, make sure you stay away from that crowd of losers that you have been associated with. Change happens. Changes in your life are always going to occur and sometimes they will be life-altering sentinel events. Most of the time you won't be able to prepare for them. Even if you are lucky enough to know it's coming, you can pretty much assume it will still catch you by surprise. Your best course of action is to ride out the initial storm, making sure everyone is safe and that you can provide for your needs. Once you have done that, you can make yourself a strategic plan in conducting your own personal SWOT audit on your current circumstances. Having a plan, modifying it when necessary, and then sticking to it will help you get your life back on track. This, so that's some good advice. And, and basically what this, um, this article is doing is just kind of laying out a framework. So some people, I mean, there are some people out there that when things start happening, they just completely freeze up and they, they just don't know what to do. And uh, you need a little bit of freak out time. I mean, some people do need that. I remember listening to uh, Dave Ramsey, and uh, when people have called into um, his radio program, and so for instance, it's a spouse, maybe it's a woman, and her husband has died, and but you know, life insurance, uh, you know, she's getting all this life insurance, and she needs to know what what to do, you know, and so he, she, they're calling for advice. And his advice, depending on how long it's been since, uh, like maybe the spouse has died or whatever, uh, is always you need some time to grieve. You need some time to, to just, uh, you know, chill and relax and not make any big moves without really thinking it through. You know, don't make any big moves while you're grieving. Don't get up and sell your house. Don't go and spend a lot of money on this or that or whatever. Just take a little bit of time to grieve and to be patient and to and to get to a place where you can uh, process things. And so some people go through, you know, big life changes, losing your job, making a, a, a move to, you know, uh, you lose your job and then you have to go move in with, with uh, family members or, or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, all different kinds of things that are out there. Uh, and uh, they do freeze up. And it's like, hey, what, what am I going to do? So you need a little bit of time to uh, do some of the, these things. So again, that's why the, that's, this is a good pattern. Are you safe? You know, are, are you in a good, you know, are you okay there? Are your basic needs being met? Okay, so if those two, those two categories are taken care of, then go ahead and move into the SWOT analysis where you're looking at your strengths and your weaknesses, opportunities that you might have, and threats. You might want to do that already just, um, you might want to do that when things are okay, when things are good. You know, you might want to just kind of look at, hey, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? So maybe you have those kind of things in place. Um, those things can change uh, if you are in a situation, you know, whatever the situation might be, those things can change. Uh, your strength might be, hey, I can afford, you know, whatever I need right now. But if you lost your job, then that wouldn't be a strength anymore, right? Uh, opportunities. And so uh, you could look at opportunities that you have right now to prepare or whatever it is. Uh, and then threats. You can look at threats that you have currently right now. So, for instance, uh, for me, living in uh, you know living in Houston, it would be uh, hurricanes. Hurricanes are a threat, natural natural disasters. 
those of you that are living up north and you can you know uh you know winter uh you know your car um you know getting stuck in your car you know in a blizzard blah 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 all that kind of stuff you know those are going to be some of the threats for you on top of all the other things that we always talk about you know and we not going into all that but uh, you know, so it might be a good idea just to kind of maybe walk through that and see what you come up with. But then uh, you have that in the back of your mind. So if you ever have to get to one of these, uh, um, what this this uh, article is saying, uh, calling a sentinel event, uh, you have some of those that can, you know, you have a, a platform to kind of draw up from. But, um, you know, looking at everything and uh, being able to make some good decisions. You know, I, I really like the fact that... Um, in a situation, for instance, all my family is in town. And so I know that I can depend on family. Our family is close. I know that not everybody has that, uh, has that, um, you know, uh, that, that tight end, uh, with themselves where their family is, they're, they're close or they're even close as far as in proximity. So I, I completely understand that. But maybe you have friends that, you know, that are as close as family. Uh, maybe you're involved with the church that can uh, that can come through for you as well. And uh, so that's that would be important, as, you know, too. So uh, good article there. And uh, maybe you can go and do a, a, a little. There's not a lot of li- There's actually no links in this one. Uh, but maybe you might want to go print this one out so that you can have it and maybe as a, have it as a, a framework where you can kind of bounce off of if uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're in a situation right now and maybe you can just, you know, go check this out and uh, start processing through some of this stuff Uh, because, uh, you know, going through those big life changes, uh, it sucks, definitely. All right, so that's at survivalblog.com. Next article comes to us from oldworldgardenfarms.com and uh, it's the three most common fall gardening mistakes and how to avoid them. I know I was uh, reading someone on Facebook. Oh my gosh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Lori. Who's uh, they're in the 40s. Uh, their temperatures in the 40s. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I'd love to be in the 40s right now. Um, it is cooling off a little bit in in Houston. Uh, last week we had um, it was like five or six days of heat advisories back to back. I mean, it was it was absolutely nuts. It was so hot. Uh, with this storm, I think we're getting into the 80s, uh, so the high 80s. So that's that'll be good. Uh, actually, no, I think we're getting into the low 80s. So uh, looking forward to that. But with that, you know, comes fall, and I know a lot of you up north, you don't have a very long fall. And down here in Houston, we have a a lot longer growing period. Um, but these are some good ideas here uh, that uh, to know. Uh, you might not have heard all of these, and so uh, let's go ahead and, and dig into this one. Uh, coming to us from Old World Farm Gardens. I'm sorry, Old World Garden uh, The three most common fall gardening mistakes and how to avoid them. One of the best ways to be sure to have a great garden next year is to avoid making fall gardening mistakes now. It's hard to believe, but summer is coming to a close and fall is right around the corner. It seems like only yesterday we were waiting for temperatures to warm up to plant. And in the blink of an eye, we now count the days until the first hard frost. Many look at fall as a time to shut the garden down. In reality, it's actually the time to set the stage for a great garden next season. In fact, what you do now will make all the difference to the fertility and productivity of your plants next spring and summer. Let's take a look at the three most common fall gardening mistakes made by gardeners and how to avoid them. Number one, 
keeping plants in the garden past their prime. As plants start to wither and die off, remove them immediately from the garden roots and all. Don't make the mistake of waiting until the very end of the year to take them all out at once. Keeping plants in the garden past their prime will cause a whole host of short and long-term problems. As plants begin to die off, or, I'm sorry, as plants begin to die off or fade, so does the resistance to, to disease. Withering vegetables, plants can become a magnet for mold, fungus, and disease to take hold. Disease that can then stay in the soil to be transferred to the next year's plants. De decaying plants can also become host to all types of not so beneficial insects. Garden pests will easily take up residence in rotting stems, leaves, and roots. Many lay their larvae larva in soil around these host plants. That sets the stage for an insect feast the next year. Last, old fruit left on plants will begin to drop seeds from their cores as they decay. These seeds can become a nightmare next year as they pop up. They have essentially become weeds competing for the resources of your newly planted veggies. Number two, leaving soil bare, mulch and plant cover crops. This actually goes hand in hand with the first point. As you take plants out, don't leave the soil behind bare. Bare soil is an open invitation to weeds gaining a foothold in your garden. Your best bet is to plant a cover crop immediately in the rows where plants have been removed. Gently rake the soil and then seed with a cover crop variety such as annual rye. To complete, to complete place down a thin half inch layer of straw as a mulch. That will help keep weeds out and moisture into the newly plants, planted seeds until it sprouts. See how to plant a fall cover crop. We never wait for the entire garden to be clear of plants before seedling. Our, or before seeding, sorry. Our cucumbers and beans are always the first to fade. If a second crop is not going in the space, we start by planting those rows in a cover crop as soon as they finish. Next is usually our determinate tomatoes followed in succession as each old crop is pulled. Another added benefit is that this simple process helps you to stay ahead of your garden chores and keeps the garden neat and tidy off all. Number three, clear, clean, and disinfect stakes, cages, trellises, and tools. This is a big one when it comes to fall gardening mistakes. Don't let those tomato cages and trellises sit in the garden all fall and winter. As soon as the plants are pulled, pull them up, clean them off, disinfect, and store. It is so easy for plant disease to transfer from year to year, especially on stakes and cages. Take a simple homemade solution of a half cup of bleach with a gallon of water and wipe them down before storing. Storing them early also helps preserve your trellises and stakes longer. The more they weather, the, 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 more they weather, the faster they break down and they are certainly not cheap to replace. While you're, you are at it, clean off those garden tools with the same disinfecting routine. Garden tools are one of the easiest ways to transfer disease. The most important to disinfect regularly are pruners. They are cutting into different plants, so be sure to cut them clean to keep them clean. It only takes a few seconds, but goes a long way towards garden health. Here's to a great fall garden, Jim and Mary. All right, well, appreciate Jim and Mary allowing me to read their articles. Uh, there's, uh, let me see, 
not a lot of links. There's a couple of links here that you want to go check. Their links are gray, so it's kind of hard to see sometimes. But uh, they always have good gardening uh, information there. So if you're if you are a gardener or you are wanting to garden, you're finding information to garden. You want to go over and check out uh, Old World Garden Farms, uh, and then you know even get in, get in on their newsletter. But anyway. So uh, some good advice there uh, to remember because it's easy to get going and to uh, uh, to neglect some of those plants that you know you're like okay they're withering away it's easy to ne- neglect those it's easier just to get going and start uh, forget to to when you're cleaning up forget to take care of your trellises and your and your tomato cages and even your pruners right your pruning shears and and uh, making sure that you hit those so that they don't pass uh, fungus along and uh, definitely rotate your crops and all that good stuff so uh, good good advice there at oldworldgardenfarms.com go check them out all right hey uh thanks so much for listening to the podcast if uh if you like to drop some feedback or you know leave some comments always appreciate getting feedback from listeners you can hit me up on facebook twitter or instagram and or you can also leave me uh, a comment in the comment section of episode 133 or any other uh episode uh that you're that you're listening to all right so with that choose to live a more self-reliant life choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind until tomorrow stay prepped and aware peace